All right, everybody. For the first time in the 17 years that we've been doing this podcast, you are in a dungeon looking for a dragon. I would like you to roll d20s to tell me how the hell we got here, <sighs> you crazy 10. kids. Roll a 10. Well, when a dungeon and a dragon love each other very much. I got a three, oh, which God. I think is really oh, on point. 16. <laughs> it's almost like when I wrote everything out i was like huh we've never really done a dungeon dragon i mean to be honest <laughs> dungeons and dragons is pretty passe and dungeons and dragons i got a 17 you know that's true so matthew matthew mccannavan mm. how are you this fine recording session uh happy i just had some tacos and oh nice uh, i'm you know, I'm really excited for this. So um, previously on Gerd Populi, I, Dice Populi, I'll fix it in post. Oh, geez, it's been a minute. We realized that there is another Tide Pod with weapons. They went to go blow up the ship. And I, it, you know, somehow we all made it. Uh, I remember Locke was... Locke did Do not interrupt me. Okay. Locke was very much almost in danger. And then uh, <laughs> right in the middle he of the wasn't. Drink of water. <laughs> um, and then I remember we got to a puzzle, which was a ripoff of, I think, something Pat did. Yeah. Complete it rip wasn't. Off. Pat thought it was going to be. And then it was totally different. It was uh-huh. like embarrassing how much of a ripoff it was, I think. But, you know, it. <laughs> I could have sued you for copyright infringement if I yeah. wanted to. We appreciate the effort you put I in, Colin. I the to the podcast! <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's all I remember, so now you can interrupt me. Uh, well, yeah, no, so Locke almost beefed it, and then he ended up being uh, the one to solve uh, the puzzle. There were a couple of key cards that if you if he hadn't risked his life, he never would have found. And use those to open a door. Uh, upon stepping through, you noticed... A distant light far, far below at the base of an enormous waterfall uh, leading into a distant cave. Um, That is where we left off. You just passed through the door. Uh, Allegedly, a dragon awaits you and a light is is hundreds of feet below your own feet. I didn't realize I was going to say feet. How many can you add another feet in there for for me? How big is the drop? Hundreds of feet. Let's just say that it's it's a doozy. Jetta says, yeah, nope, not making this mistake again. Call or maybe whoever cast flight on me and whoever else just not not doing this again. We just need to get to the bottom, right? Correct. Yes. Oh, well. Oh, oh God, it, I'm going to try and use my call voice with a sore throat. What's oh that, God. Matt? <laughs> Hold on. I want, I want Ryan to struggle for a sec. Okay. <laughs> I'm wow. trying to. It's like physically stopping me. Well, I don't know if I would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would waste a flight spell on this, but perhaps I can do a feather fall. I'll, I'll work with that, yeah. If I have it prepared, I might not have it prepared. Give me one second. This guy. Uh, I was also going to suggest that we use the wizard spell slots and not mine. <laughs> oh, well, that's racist. Classist? So, it's not racist. <laughs> yeah, it's classist. classist. I did have a serious question, though. Yes. Are there steps going down? So, 
I I need to above table ask you guys a question first because for the sake of of a dramatic recording, I'm considering whether or not I should treat whether you know something is in game, even though we ended it. You guys forgot something big. What was it? We forgot. But yeah, that seems like you should tell us. Yeah, okay. You guys, uh, your spells aren't working. Your magic isn't working here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be funny because so, Featherfall's like jump and that. I'll catch you type exactly. of thing. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Um, I was like, oh, should I just let Jenna yeet? Uh, but no, that's not fair. That's not That That wouldn't be good. That would be a fucked up way to get chowder off the series, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole thing has been a gambit to see how I can get him to kill himself in game, wow. and uh, turns, okay. turns out, turns it's out, dark. I, I just took a deep manipulation. Okay, so your spells aren't working. So Jetta, upon asking that question, I think everybody would know that you just realized that. Maeve, uh, responding to your question about stairs, right. you, I would like you to uh, roll investigation for me roll, to roll look for at chairs, your surroundings. Uh, that is a. Two plus one, three. It is. Uh, you have dark vision, right? I you do have dark right? vision. Yeah. So, so you can't uh, use that as an excuse. No, I can't. No. So I'll say that you don't really pick up anything extraneous, but just based on your passive perception, you can see very clearly that there are no uh, stairs, there are no ladders, there's no carvings, but you are not just like standing on nothing. You are on a wooden dock, and upon stepping through the door, you're kind of on the other side of the dock. There's a bit of leadway before the waterfall begins, but there are things docked here. Uh, and that is stuff that if you want to get closer, you can take a closer look at. But that's that's where you are and what you're looking at. I will probably get closer as the other people do stuff. Cool. Uh, as Maeve gingerly steps off to the side, uh, what did the rest of you do? So the entrance opened up and there's like a big old drop, right? Yes. Yeah, there's like maybe like 20, 30 feet of water before the drop. And like Maeve just went back to look at the dock from before, right? No, there. She, you are still on the uh, other side of the door. She's now looking at the dock that you just walked onto. Ah, like you didn't walk onto nothing. You're still on a on a bunch of wood above uh, some flowing water. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look around. What do I see? Is there a set of stairs or a ladder or whatever? Somebody has to get down. Yeah, you don't notice anything uh, etched into the, or, or like carved into, mounted into the the rock. But walking alongside Maeve, you investigate some of the vessels docked here. And they are not boats, as you would call them. They are much smaller. Their their bodies are, are enough to hold a few people, but they don't seem to have slanted bows to pierce the water. They have sort of like flat sides in ways that you wouldn't expect. And the masts in the middle aren't mounting sails. They're actually just uh, a series of, of thinner masts going up with with a sort of like metal circle underneath them. And this is, you can't imagine how this thing would be like a seafaring ship. And it also doesn't have anywhere to go. But that's the first thing you see upon inspecting the side of the dock. Can I go in one of these things? Maeve, you see this, and as you begin to inspect it, you hear the footsteps of Jetta clomp past you as uh, she leaps into one of these small, quote, boats. And it rocks in the water underneath her. Fuck, it's, fuck, it is, fuck. It is tied to the It's tied to the dock, so it doesn't go more than a few inches before being bounced back in. Jetta, as far as you can tell, you're safe. But looking at this thing, there, the metal circle in the middle, it's sort of an ornate pit, like a container. 
with four wooden rods poking up around it, like four corners, implying, you know, a square going up. And you have never seen a ship so poorly designed to traverse water, but also with these kinds of structures in the middle of them. Uh, seats surround you, and the metal pit in the center is is uh, is full of sort of a dusty material that you can only see so well in the dim light. Is this like those uh, that, uh, that amusement park ride where you've got the wheel in the middle and then you're turning it as you're getting spun in circles? <laughs> Jenna flicks the wheel, it spins and catapults her over the waterfall. Uh, no, it is not. It is not a teacup. Can, can I inspect the dust? Roll investigation. <laughs> Roll for dust. Uh, that is 16. 16. You... Uh, run your fingers through the dust. The light isn't bright enough for you to discern anything visually, but it 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 is so fine and soft in between your fingers, even the larger pieces crumble as you touch them. When you bring it close to your nose, it is an unmistakable scent of char, of burnt wood. Hmm, interesting. Uh, is there any uh, dry, dry wood around that I can, like, put into the center of this... Uh, not in the boat. Uh, for this, I'm going to say, Maeve, you've watched Jetta do all this and start digging through the dust. Do you continue to inspect the boat? Do you look further? What's you doing? Um, yeah. No, I'm still trying to look for anything here. As you, as Jetta's doing that, then I'll say that you turn your head to the side and keep walking down the width of the dock. Cool. And there are other, uh, other things like this dock there. Two more of these. Um all in sort of the same configuration, but on the stone ledge off to the side of the dock, you know, the, the bit of land that does exist here, uh, you see sort of another camp, but instead of fires and packs and bedrolls like you saw before, there seem to be storage. There are giant canvases draped over, uh, over uh, wooden hanging rods above, uh, and there are, are chains and ropes all over the place. And, and piles, piles of wood, firewood, like you'd see outside of a cabin, almost like the kind that you would have had in your childhood home uh, to, keep, uh, to keep the fireplace warm in the winter. Or, the, or just the house in general. Did I, did I say something that would preclude that idea? Um, no, it was a joke about a house on fire. Which oh, okay. did not land. <laughs> yeah. So you I see went over okay. my head. We're gonna fix that. So um, <laughs> yeah, somebody else do something, please. All right, I'm gonna go get the firewood. In fact, I'm gonna use Mage Hand to take the firewood. I'm gonna leave the little strange thingy and like take take the firewood and put the firewood in its center while still outside of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna take a torch using mage hand on it and set the fire in the middle of that and see what happens you do exactly that everybody watches you sort of marching back and forth using mage hand getting the tools you need to set this up uh, it takes jetta maybe a good minute or two to, to sort of get this going before she starts trying to light the fire do any of you react to this because if not jerry is scratching his his muscly head big time um well what i'm thinking is like this thing moves when a fire is set in it but I don't, I kind of want to see what happens first. That's why I'm doing this from outside. There's more than one of these, so. As you say that, the flame catches in front of you and, uh, and uh, the kindling uh, left in the pit uh, kicks up and you see a fire in front of you, illuminating the area just a bit more. Uh, and you've lit a fire in the ship. It sits perfectly still 
exactly where it is. You see the embers flicker uh, straight upward above the boat, carrying light to the ceiling of the cave. Uh, everybody sort of looks around anticlimactically. Can I inspect the rods that are on each yeah. side of the thing? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. They're very tall. Very <laughs> they're very tall. They're like uh, e- easily like eight to nine feet tall, so far above you. But at the top, there seem to be um, there seem to be uh, metal clasps, things on the end that seem to be there either for for mounting or balancing. Something attaches to them clearly. Wait, hold on. In that room with the firewood, is there also like I don't know? long things of canvas or like uh, there are large canvases hanging from wooden rods from the ceiling I I know what this is okay I'm, I'm gonna take the canvas I'm gonna I'm gonna like uh, clasp it onto the clasps at the end of those rods and like basically it's a hot air balloon right uh, can I can I just make a hot air balloon out of this would Jetta know how to make a hot air balloon I imagine the canvases have clasps that go with the clasps at the end of the rods, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say that if you come up to them and expect them, you find attachment points. And upon watching the embers float up to the ceiling, an idea strikes you, and you start attaching a, a likely flammable piece of fabric to this fire bucket, and everybody is kind of watching you like... Should we let her cook? I mean, I didn't put this together, so you do you, Jetta. <laughs> Like, I'm, I had no idea what was happening there. Um, Jetta, I'll say that just for the sake of expediency. Uh, Jetta, you, you attach everything to it. Uh, the canvas just sort of drapes off to the side, so massive that it basically spills over onto the dock without even touching the boat beneath it. And using Mage Hand, you elevate parts of this up so that it begins to catch the hot air rising from underneath. After about a minute or two of this, for the first time, you all witness the birth of what could be considered a rudimentary airship. The canvas inflates, and after fully inflating, the boat begins to rise gently, slowly from the water. You can see that the bottom of this is so hollow, basically, essentially made of like something little stronger than wicker, uh, able to uh, lift out of the water, drop uh, any moisture it has, and, uh, and, and begin to hover just above the dock, held down only by the rope. Turning into a whale, I think, was fine, but this, like, jumps the shark for me for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jitta pumps her fist into her. Yes, an airship. Well, not really a ship, more like an airboat. What's an air airship? What's an airship? Well, I mean, put two two together, man. Like, Imagine like a ship a that ship can move through the air, air, man. What if we called it a floaty boy instead? I think you know that sounds fl- better. You know what floaty boy does sound? It has a better ring to it. Yeah, well, I mean, when I imagine an airship, I imagine like something a lot grander and like this. This a floaty boy is a good descriptor of like what this this I'm sitting standing yeah, in. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like you can like sail. On, I I always thought you meant like sail on the clouds or something. I had no idea what you're talking about. This is way more of a floaty boy. Yeah, this is a floaty boy. I agree. We go with floaty boy on this. And uh, aptly described, the floaty boy hangs in the air in front of you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Pat. You could all easily climb aboard it thanks to the to the rope mounting it to the dock. Uh, what do you all do? We jump inside, right? Yeah, I'll make my way over there. I'll right. deny adventure and go out where we came. <laughs> 
Uh, so you all step into the floaty boy, and it rocks a little, uh, a little unfamiliarly. This doesn't feel like, you know, a sea ship. It is. It, it moves much more quickly under your feet. You all take a second to catch your balance and sit down. And now you're all sitting in the floaty boy, tied down to the dock. What do you do? Before we cut the rope, is there a way to like steer this floaty boy? A, a uh, lever, a so thing, like a, a fan, or something at the back of it. Um, you don't see any such mechanisms there. I think it's sort of. Uh, it, I, me just speaking, at, even though I know I'm the one that wrote this, but as an outside observer, it's somewhat miraculous that you just stumbled across this stuff to begin with. Um, so you you found as much as you did. You don't see any additional mechanisms to that you would understand to control this in the air. Does anybody have like a big one of those like folding fans? Mm. No. Like a like something a geisha would have. I wonder know? if we could like manipulate the canvas almost like a sail is there a breeze in here uh not particularly strong but yeah now that you've opened the door there is air flowing um from outside through the cave and 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 over the waterfall would be really really good if we had a bag of wind right now it wouldn't work because of the anti-magical field oh yeah right 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 that's why we need the bag of wind you're a bag of wind. <laughs> Fucking, I'm gonna go for a high five with Jetta. <laughs> I uh, I reciprocate the high five. Hell yeah! Do you want to try to manipulate the the canvas at all? I would like to reach up and try to like see if I can at least get the the floaty boy to list one way or the other by pulling down on. Uh, the canvases. I think you're able to do that. There are, there are, you know, like I said, ropes fastening things attached to the corners of the canvas. You are able to sort of climb up on the seat, balance yourself against one of the poles, and with your arm upstretched, you manage to pull it off to the side. It does contort the shape of it enough that uh, one side of the balloon is lifting while the other is not, and that sort of tips the the floaty boy away from the dock, but you're still restrained by the rope that is tying you down. All right. Now that we got that settled, I feel confident in untying the rope. I'm going to use Mei-chan to untie the rope. Upon untying the rope, the lurching is surprising. It's it's not quite like catching a wave. It's not quite like crashing a ship, but you just suddenly start moving up at a clip a little, a little faster than you expected, and you can't really see the roof of the cave very clearly, so you just start sort of floating up, carried by the gentle breeze over the waterfall, and within seconds, there is a 400 plus foot drop beneath you into waters and rocks you cannot see, only the distant light. Locke, you are essentially guiding this thing. What do you all do? Holy shit, this is awesome. I've always wanted to turn into a boar bird, but like I could never figure out the polymorph spell like the other druids. Okay, can somebody tell me where to fucking go, please? Uh, well, Nobody responds and Locke crashes you to a wall. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, towards yeah, so the light. Towards the light. Maeve, you t you tip your head over the front of the ship. Uh, it's a little spooky because the ship is sort of tilting in that direction just slightly, and you see the light unmistakably below you, the only thing piercing through the foggy mist of the waterfall, and you uh, gesture for Locke to lean in your direction. He does, and you pick up forward speed. However, you are still ascending, and uh, unless you guys take any action, you will continue to ascend. What do you do? Uh, is there 
Like, what's above us exactly? Like, what? You, uh, I'll have you make another. Do you have dark vision? I have dark vision. You uh, poke your eyes out uh, uh, from under the balloon, which is fairly large, and you simply see the roof of a cave. It is a craggy, rocky ceiling. Uh, no stalactites or anything like that, so it's not going to get popped, but uh, this is, it's, it's rock. If this thing scrapes up against the rock, I mean, who's going to win? Canvas or rock? You don't like the answer. Is there, like, any platforms that are, you know, around that, like, these guys would logically try to dock, dock on? Not up here. Hmm. There may be some below, but it's, uh, it's too far for you to tell. Why, why would they have this if it doesn't lead anywhere? When you say that out loud, Maeve points to the light 400 feet below you. Oh. Okay. Not necessarily well, in response to you, but she's already doing that for Locke. Oh. Uh, light 400 feet below. I mean, is there a way to get to the light 400 feet below us? Maybe like... What if we put the fire out? Uh, well, maybe maybe not out completely, but, <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe we like slightly... We, we move the canvas out of the way and drop, and then like I have to feather it a little bit, almost like we're feather falling. Was that an attempt at a joke that was... Bad. Nobody likes the dad joke. Got it. The, okay. the hard- rough, <laughs> rough one. Woo. Pat, you know what we should have done? I finger gun. I finger gun and I let go of the canvas. <laughs> if you let go of the can- canvas, you stop going forward quite as fast and you sort of like lurch back yeah. a little bit swigging. Pat, so, yeah, I think we have okay, a missed opportunity what? here. Pourquoi? For Trash Wings 3. And we just glide down. Electric boogaloo. Boogaloo? Um, okay, here's 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 what I think I, sh- I should do. Does anybody have something that I could use to cover the fire with, like a shield or a large piece of metal or something? Uh, hey, Maeve, you got a robot arm, right? Uh, maybe you could just put your hand over the robot or robot hand over the fire and do that. I don't think that the arm would, uh, I'll just say this is Jerry. <clears throat> I keep forgetting I have a mouthpiece. Uh, I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's a pretty small hand. I don't think it would really cover the whole fire. Um, Thanks, Jerry. Jerry takes a look at, at the clothes that Maeve uh, used creation to make him uh, less than a day ago and, and says, I mean, I could just take this off and we could use it to block the heat, I guess. What is this? And he uh, all of his clothing. His clothing is made of metal. No, cause it's made of fabric. Fabric ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> no, no, we we don't need to put it right on the fire though. We can just keep it from, like, look. Clearly, it's using hot air to rise, right? So if we just mm-hmm. keep the hot air away from the canvas, redirect the hot. Yeah. No, but maybe right. maybe we can. Right, use I the will clothes. blow on the fire real hard. <laughs> You almost pass out. No, I mean, yeah, that doesn't do much of anything. Uh, as you're as you're spitting on this thing, Jerry strips down to the nude, uh, much like his whoa, father has whoa, done. Whoa, whoa, keep your shorts on. Much like his father's done once or twice, but I mean, it, it's a whole different kind of grotesque. As Jerry is really nearing his final form in terms of skin loss, gross musculature, this is truly the most zombie-ass zombie you have ever seen. It would look powerful if he didn't look so kind of grotesque. Uh, but then he he takes the large shirt and he and he throws uh, another corner of it over to Jetta so that you guys can try to like pull it taut. 
over the fire. Uh, upon doing so, I mean, this is not the thickest fabric in the world. This is an additional canvas or anything. So I'm gonna say the impact would be pretty negligible, um, but it, it is enough that you at least are not rising quite as quickly. But you have verified that you're on the right path for sure. We've been rising the whole time? You have. Okay. Uh, you tipping forward has slowed the ascent, but uh, okay. you are still going up. And right now the imminent threat is right. the ceiling. I will, I will tip down then, like, and and try to try to kind of not put us in a spiral or anything, but at least be be not going up. So you pull enough at the corner of the canvas that you are sort of like almost pinching off the amount of air that can get in there. This serves to tilt the ship forward just a little bit more, but also after a few seconds, the lack of heat going into it does cause you to slow your ascent and eventually slowly make your way downward. However, you are basically holding your hand right above the fire. So if you do this for long enough, I'm going to have you start rolling saves for damage. Oakley, Oakley. Uh, how long would it take for us to get to the light? You're going pretty slowly downward, about as fast as you were going up, and there's 400 feet left. So we could do something a little, a little dangerous if you guys want. The pain starts to creep up the up your arm. Because uh, I'm not sure I can hold on to this much longer. We could put the fire out and relight it after we've fallen a decent distance and just hope that we get caught. Yeah, I mean, there would still be some hot air, so it wouldn't drop like a rock. It would, it would gradually. So, okay, I think this is mm, what we're... It's going to drop pretty fast. Okay. Uh, uh, d- does anybody else respond to Locke's plan to douse the fire? No, let's just do it. <laughs> Maeve, uh, if, if you, I mean, do you want to take action to that end? Well, no. But yeah, I think we could, uh, let's let's just do it. What, what other choice do we have? I'll snuff the fire then. Okay, Locke, you, you withdraw your hand from the fire. You step down. Uh, it is a, a fairly large fireplace, so I think with the, with the aid of Jerry's clothing, you are able to uh, smother it, put it out, stamp it out. It takes several seconds for you to accomplish this until there are only embers burning beneath the pile of wood. Plenty left there to reignite, uh, and Jetta still has a torch in hand. Uh, but it only takes uh, about a second after the extinguishing uh, to begin to descend, and you begin to pick up speed. You're not plummeting, but you're moving down probably about the speed that a horse carriage would pull you along the road. And the bottom of this waterfall is quickly coming into view for those of you with dark vision. Uh, you have maybe 10 seconds before you reach the bottom. What do you do? Quick, somebody who has dark vision, look over the side. I look over the side. Jetta, hand me that torch. I hand you the torch. You tell me when to reignite this fire because I can't see jack shit, okay? Gotcha. Jetta, please roll. Uh, I'm going to have you roll uh, just a, a perception check. Also, everybody hang on to something. Aslock says that you guys are picking up enough speed that... Uh, that some of you are beginning to lift off the deck of the thing. Uh, unless you hold yourself down, you will come separate from it. Uh, so Jetta, what did you what did you get on that perception check? <laughs> we gon' die. We, we gon' die. die. That, We're gonna die. That one. We're gonna die. Okay. <clears throat> we made it so far. So Jetta, you matter. you lean over the side of the ship and you say, "I got this." But once you do, the bottom of the waterfall is so violently frothy that it only takes you one or two of those 10 last seconds to realize you can't see through the mist and you're not exactly sure how far beneath you the ground is. How would you like to relay to Locke 
what to do next. Locke, we're completely fucked. I'm just going to immediately light the fire when she okay. says that. You leave Jerry's uh, Jerry's clothing on top of the fire as uh, an easy beginning for ignition. It catches right away, and Jerry is like, what the? It's all I have. Oh, I got to walk around like. I told you to keep your shorts on. Oh. And as he sort of like grunting, uh, grunts in nudity, uh, you all uh, feel the catch as the mist overtakes the ship and loud scraping is heard as, as sharp rocks graze against the side of essentially this basket. You have managed to slow your descent enough that you did not, that you were not dashed upon the rocks. Um, but after, uh, after a little while, you hear a light sploosh as you begin to slow down, your boat catches in the water below and you have safely descended the waterfall with the aid of a floaty boy. Nice. Oh, okay. What, what do we see around us? You know what I see? I see that we're never going to fly into a floaty boy ever again. I'm going to see to that personally. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't really flying. We were floating. Okay, but let's not rule out the airship. The airship would fly, not float through the air, you know? Why do you keep talking about an airship? We've never seen one of those. Oh, come on. You've read books, haven't you? You've seen Do I look like the type of motherfucker to read books? (laughs) You guys managed to uh, sort of deflate the, the 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 canvas once again and are carried downstream nonviolently by the cor- uh, by the current of the waterfall, taking you towards a uh, a very visible dock here at the bottom. The most striking feature of this dock is not the wood itself, nor the the path etched in stone spiraling off of it, but the light that you saw from above. Uh, standing directly ahead of you in the form of a large archway spilling forward with light bright enough to rival the sun. Your floaty boy reaches the dock. What do you do? I'll, I'll, I'll jump out and tie it up, yeah. What if we could have made the uh, the friendship into a floaty boy? Or we could make it into whatever airship that Jenna came up with earlier. Fucking ridiculous. I mean, I won't be doing that. <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, even even Serafina didn't know how to build an airship. We're fi- we're finding that gnome. We're finding Avolishi. It's the last thing I damn do. You mutter that as you step forward down the path. Jeddah, as you mutter under your breath, you all approach the large archway. And upon stepping into the well-lit chamber, your eyes adjust. And you stand in the center of a massive domed room. Your feet... Stepping across the floor, they seem to crunch and crinkle with the sound of of coins, of pebbles, loose bits of of material scattered across the floor in a sort of haphazard way. Uh, this is not any sort of organized uh, thing that you're stepping into. This is essentially debris and garbage tossed everywhere. You see like, oh, what is that sound? And you look down at your feet. It is uh, a mix of things. There are pieces of fabric. There are scales from giant fish, uh, pools and puddles of water, uh, some of which are crystal clear, some of which are, are filled with viscera. And it is it is when you raise your eyes up that you see there are some piles of this stuff around, but mostly the room is barren. And the entire dome is lit by sunlight coming down directly from the ceiling in the center, spotting the form of possibly the largest creature you have seen since the Kraken. Standing in front of you, shimmering in this, quote, sunlight, are the bronze reflective scales of an enormous dragon. 
Alright guys, I got this one. <laughs> go, 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 go. I, I grab go. Let him cook. <laughs> I, I grab Cop on shoulder. Hold on, hold on. Let's No 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 no. Let's, I've learned. Let's, let's ease learned into this. We don't really want to just... seem to like respect you if you call them cowards. So I figured I would um just, you know, with a little opening remark, you know. No, 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 that is not what I want us to open with, okay? You know, okay, fine, fine, fine. You call him a lizard fucker, and then I'll call him a piece of shit, all right? <clears throat> I mean, how do you think How do you think Locke was made? Let's be honest here. Locke the Dragonborn does hear you drop this slur. Eh, it's whatever. <laughs> I give him a pass. <laughs> yeah. Upon looking on it, you do see that that this the color of Locke's scales are not that different from the dragon in front of you. Look, look, we we go in all respectful, like okay, let's try not to end this in violence. As Jetta and Colt bicker, Jerry's gonna lean over to Maven and say, "Uh, you're the one with the captain's hat. What do we do? What do we do?" Uh, I'm kind of in awe at this big ass thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good question. All right. Well, we're just we're we're yeah, okay. Hi, Mr. Dragon. <laughs> in the silence afterward, you hear the breathing of the thing in front of you, low and rumbly, as it takes a deep sigh of an exhale. I needn't feast for another day, hence. Turn your attention to the threats at our door and leave me to focus. Actually, about that, we're, we're, we're not ghost riders. We're, uh, we're here to talk to you about the ongoings of the world and, like, a plan that we are hatching because, well, you, you know who the mage lords are. You know who... Emperor Kaiser is, right? Your words hang in the air for another few seconds. The dragon, who has not been totally facing you, uh, lifts its head and points its eyes towards you. And this is something for which I would like everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. Nothing supernatural having happening here, but... Dragon fear. This thing is massive, and uh, it's very intimidating because it brings its nose to within five feet of you sniffing, scrunching its eyes. Mm, that is a four. 23. 15. 13. Jetta, upon the dragon whipping its head around, you are shut up instantly, undeniably frightened by the massive thing staring down at you. Its eye is as big as your head, and both of them are trained on you. Eep. Once you stop talking, it says in its low hissing voice, I'm concentrating and it returns its head to its cat-like perch. Uh, what are you conversating in? Which I assume is a bit like some version of, hey, yo, did we did we just prove that Draconic is like a New York accent? Yeah, that's that's what I always thought. That was my <laughs> assumption. Is, is that why Locke had that accent? <laughs> mm. I mean, uh, we, we made it, we established it was a cultural thing, so if I don't Locke know. If Locke is speaking with a New York accent and this dragon is ancient, then by all accounts, it would be an Italian accent, right? <laughs> Mamma mia. Yeah, what? I'd be speaking like, like Mamma mia. <laughs> no. It's a me, a cult. <laughs> <laughs> what, against Italian? It's a me. All right, now you're getting a little racist. <laughs> 
No, against dragon fuckers. <laughs> Being racist against Japanese portrayals of Italian. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so in Draconic, I'd be like, uh, so what are you concentrating on, my lord? Like, question mark. Uh, it, it, it turns its eyes to you and it says, Something rather important. If you do not evacuate the chamber, my servants will assist you in doing so, whether you like it or not. Now, please. Just just so we're clear, the servants are like the ones that are up above the waterfall, or is there additional servants here? Uh, it snorts at you in a way that you interpret as a begrudging yes. Just so we are 100% on the level, uh, they exploded, um, so I don't know if they're going to be coming around anymore. The- they, they, they blew themselves up. Not, we, we didn't do that, by the way. Now you put me in the position to decide whether I risk everything to extinguish your flame myself. You are not worth it. The thing you're focusing on, it's, it's keeping the different timelines up, diff- keeping the tear up, right? That's, that's you? When you say this, its face changes expression from one of annoyance to one of anger. Oh, um, and and when you say this, it it instead of being curled up and reaching its head around to you, its head almost stays in place, kind of like a chicken. Its head doesn't move at all, but its entire body, its legs outstretch, and its wings open up as it begins to march uh, in line with its head and is now staring down at you in a very uh, aggressive position. And it says, Wait, wait, well, hear us out, man. Emperor Kaiser, he's got something cooking, and like I. I, 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 we think that he's going, he's going to upset this balance that you've created. If we don't do something, he will win. He will take control of everything. Take control of fate itself, man. That is what my servants are for. You risk removing me from the equation. Uh, but but it's like you can tell he is receptive to what you're saying. He's simply saying that the ghost riders are the ones that can handle it. But you guys know that you've tied up the ghost riders entirely in a battle with the mage lords. I am going to make a bold statement and say that if you think the ghost riders are capable of fending off the mage lords, you are deeply, deeply mistaken. It snorts again in anger and in frustration, clearly physically able to overpower you, but seemingly unwilling to engage in violence at the moment for whatever reason. And after surveying each of you a little more closely, it takes menacing steps towards you. Each footstep kicks up a cloud of dust and sends the various debris puddles and detritus scattering across the floor to the point where the sunlight above is completely blocked out and you stand in the dragon's shadow. Lit, uh, the only light source you can see are its fiery glowing eyes. And it says, What do you propose to do?
bit by a shark. Can we please start? <laughs> I'm waiting for the. I'm not in charge yeah, here. Let's, let's let's, let's clap at 55. So we got okay. 10 seconds. <sighs> a nice leisurely five, five seconds. seconds. I forgot to clap. Can someone else clap? Are you fucking? Uh, <laughs> go on the 10. All right, we'll go. Ugh. Sorry about that. I looked at the five and I was like, Ooh, I like pay- I short circuited. Radiating big brain energy right now. All right, ready, Matt? Here we go. You're so that was my bad. Dumb. Glad I'm glad I'm the dungeon master today. No pressure. You are really dumb for real.